Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to another episode of Double or Nothing. I'm Patrick Previty. That's Mason Maglera. And we are doing another NFL division preview, this time the NFC North. But before we get into that, Mason, how are you doing? Oh, you know, living life. Life has been throwing me some curveballs recently, but um, we're getting through it. And uh, I'm really excited to be back on the podcast and everything. I know we've taken a couple days off, um, but I'm really happy to be back into it and uh, talking with you again. So, yeah, let's get let's get right into it. Yeah, well, um, the NFC North is pretty wide open. I think this is a division that a lot of people are looking at and saying, the team that finished last last year, uh, the Chicago Bears, could possibly win the whole thing, win the division. So there's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It depends on how much you buy it. There's yeah. a lot of love for the Lions. Everybody's hot pick. They're on hard. They were on hard knocks last year. Excuse me, won over a ton of fans. And uh, we've been talking about the Lions a whole lot throughout all of our podcasts so far. So I mean, I'm sure, and I know we're not the only ones that are very high on them. I would say, but uh, but yeah. Yeah, we're definitely not alone in that um, in that category. It all comes down, though, to when the season starts to put your name on it and say, like, I'm going to be a Lions truther. And I'm going to say, like, oh, this is this team is going to be really good because it feels a little different in the offseason saying that this team is going to be good. But then, like, as the season goes on, uh, going with the ups and downs of them about, like, sticking with your gut. But the other two teams, obviously the Vikings won this division last year and they're a very good team. But I think maybe the steam has cooled off a little bit since their playoff disappointment and the Packers lost Aaron Rodgers, but they still have Matt LaFleur and a pretty decent cast of characters. So I think a lot of people think that they'll they'll be in the right in the ballpark of a winning record, like yeah, eight, nine, nine, nine and eight good, range. So they got some good young players for sure. Yeah. All right. So starting with the Green Bay Packers. Um, they have, there's a lot that's going to be different here. You know, they went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Now they have Jordan Love. Any expectations that you have personally for Jordan Love? So what has it been? It's been four years, five years since he was drafted, somewhere around that range. And he's just sat behind Aaron Rodgers and learned from him. And um, 
I think Aaron Rodgers has only had good things to say about him. And I think uh, obviously the the breakup was was not super smooth, I would say, between the Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers. It wasn't fantastic, but I think they're in a good spot with Jordan Love. Um, this team is younger, uh, obviously, with, with Watson, Christian Watson. He's a phenomenal wide receiver for them, and, and Dobbs as well, um, Romeo Dobbs. They're, they're a very good tandem to have on the outside. And then having um, Aaron Jones as well. He's a perennial uh, Pro Bowl player. Like he, He's a very, very solid running back in the NFL. So um, I, I think Jordan Love is, is in a very good spot. He's had so many years to um, grow and build as, as, a, as a quarterback. And he's started a few games. I don't know his record. I don't know his stats off the top of my head. But I, I don't think he's going to be too bad this year. I think he's going to surprise some people. Um, it, he can't be considered a rookie because it's been four or five years, all, but he hasn't had any playing time, really. I think the most he's played was maybe two or three starts of the season. Yeah, so he has played in 10 games, in 10 NFL games, but he's only started one game, and I'm reading it right here, 0-1. He was drafted um, out of, obviously, out of BYU uh, in the 2020 NFL draft, so this is going to be his fourth season. I, I think with everything that you mentioned, I love Christian Watson. I think that's, that was a home run as far as a wide receiver um, can go in his first year um, scored plenty of touchdowns for them. And I think he'll continue to be, to get better. Cause he was, you know, he was pretty good with Jordan love last year too. in the little bit of time that they had. So I, I think um, I, I could see playoffs here. But obviously, I'm not going to like put all that weight on Jordan Love's shoulders. But I do think he can be very good. Um, he has shown improvement from what you hear um, year by year through the training camps. Like I remember a couple of years ago during training camp, it was like, oh, God, this guy is not ready. Like he wasn't suiting up for games at all. Like he wasn't he was the third string guy. He was he was inactive for a ton of games. Like he didn't play at all his rookie year. And then it slowly moved to like, you know what, maybe like if they had to, I mean, if Rogers forced his way out, like give the keys to Jordan Love. And then now it's gotten obviously to the point where he has the keys. But but last year, I remember everybody was saying like, well, he has improved. So there's been a lot of positivity, I think, coming out of out of their camp. So um, he he's definitely going to be their starter. I don't even know. Do you have, let me pull up the depth chart real quick. Um fantasy depth i'm using pff as i always use um yeah they got two quarterbacks on the roster they got jordan love and sean clifford i don't even know who that is uh, he sean was a, clifford out of, out of penn state oh well, there you go yeah uh, yeah he was just drafted and um that that's all they got it looks like um so not not a ton of depth uh at the quarterback position so um for sure, Jordan Love is going to get his his reps during the first three preseason games, but he's going to be their starter. There's no question about that. There's no court, quarterback competition there. So um, he's going to get as many reps as he needs, and then Sean Clifford's going to show what he can. And uh, maybe ESPN has a better depth chart for their, for their quarterback situation. But, I mean, yeah, I think he's going to have a good year. Uh, once we take a look at the schedule here in a minute, I think that'll give us a better gauge. But the, again, as we've kind of alluded to already, the division isn't top tier. Um, it, it's kind of wide open right now. So um, they can take advantage of a poor division and and shock some people. I mean, their defense is also like 
their defense isn't terrible. I mean, they do have Jair Alexander, who he loves to showboat a little bit, and you know he likes to go up against Justin Jefferson and and, and all the top tier wide receivers in the NFL, and he he does a pretty good job of locking them up. But everyone else on that defense, uh, they they're probably a bottom half, but not like bottom five, bottom ten. They're probably like. 15, 16 area and type of defense level. I mean, I don't really know, but. No, yeah. And they've certainly invested a lot in their defense over the past few years, as far as their first round picks go. I think the sort of discourse around the Packers right before we get in the schedule here is they're not going to be bad. I don't think anybody's expecting five and 12 range. I I don't yeah. think, I think they're better than that. Um, especially with, um, I've already mentioned it earlier, but LaFleur is like a pretty decent coach. So I think like having him stay on board, obviously, you know, you, you're not in a clean house situation or anything like that. You did have a Hall of Fame quarterback walk out the door. But at the end of the day, like you you have the pieces around him, the the organization and everything. I think Jordan Love tempered expectations along with this Packers team. Maybe maybe they don't win the division. Maybe they don't make the playoffs. But I don't think this team is going to fall off the face of the earth. But um, we can jump right into the schedule. They get the Bears, who I think a lot of people are choosing to be the team that rises to the top. What do you think about that opening game and the rest of the schedule? Um, yeah, that that first week uh, playing the Bears, that'll be a great, great matchup uh, with Jordan Love going up against Justin Fields. It'll be a very fun matchup to see. Um, that that's that's a really good start of the season for both teams. Honestly, uh, having that divisional game, um, it's gonna it. It's good for Chicago that it's going to be in Chicago. But then when you look at the end of the season, uh, week 18, they close out against Chicago, and this one will be in Green Bay. So you start the season in Chicago, you end the season in Green Bay against Chicago. So that I, I like that for them. Um, and then you got week two, three. Uh, they go play the NFC South with uh, Atlanta and New Orleans. Um, those are two very winnable games for the Packers, I think. I think they can very easily, after week three, they can be 3-0 and or they can be 2-1 and um, or even 1-2. and I don't think they're going to go 0-3. They'll win one of those first three games for sure. But, um, yeah, th- that's a very nice uh, relaxing, I think is the right word, um, first three weeks of the season. I, I agree, and I would probably go a step further. I think Detroit is good, and we'll get to them obviously later. But it's a divisional game. They may they may split, or they may even win them both and not finish above them. It, division games are funny. And they have Vegas, and that's all. That's those first five games going into their bye week. So those are all, in my opinion, winnable games. Very winnable. I could see yeah. them easily like getting off to a pretty quick start. They have some of those games in prime time, obviously. So it's like Jordan Love out in the spotlight. You know, his mistakes are going to be um, in front of the world, in a sense, yep. not just the Packers faithful. Yep. Um, they do have the early bye week, um, and then it does get tougher. I think there are three teams that I am personally pretty – I'm not too high on the Vikings, but I do think that the Vikings – it would be tough to start in your Division three and 0 you know. And then when I'm looking at the schedule, I'm thinking, oh, like that could be a game. And then I am high on Denver and uh, the Rams. Yeah, so I think I think those three games could kind of bring them back down to earth if they start four and one or something like that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I can see them going five and zero oh in those first five games. It's it's very very possible. But let's say they're three and two, four and one. 
I think those three games, uh, Denver, in Denver, and then hosting Minnesota and L.A., uh, the Rams, I think that that will definitely bring them back down to earth. Um, But, you know, we'll see. I like that for them. I I really do. Um, And then they got Pittsburgh, who we've talked about them before, not really too high on them this year. Um, So that's a very winnable game, although it's in Pittsburgh um in november so probably going to be a little bit cold but nothing too crazy um and then they come back home and they host the the uh chargers so that'll be a very tough game for them and after that that's the classic uh thanksgiving game that they have every year and then they get to play uh detroit uh they're the first game that morning or that afternoon and then uh then they go to kansas city or they host kansas city uh on prime time on sunday night football so right here we're at week 13. Uh, they got their bye week already. I think that they're in a really, really good spot at that point. I think they're they're definitely first or second in the division right then. Yeah, I think if they can handle some of the AFC West matchups, I, I could easily see them by week 13 going into Kansas City. I mean, that Detroit game will obviously be a huge um, game. I mean, that's, uh, that's Thanksgiving, that looks like. So... Um, that'll obviously be pretty big as far as the division is concerned. And then like, just try to stay above water against Kansas city. Right. You know, you do get a little bit of extra rest going in there. Maybe you pull something off. Maybe you don't, but then New York, Tampa, Carolina, Minnesota, Chicago. I like the very beginning of that schedule. And I like the end, if they can really just stay the course and, and, um, you know, not a lot of teams get healthy by the end of the season, but you know, if they are all intact for those last few games, they could really like I could see them like having jumped up in front of some people, get caught up a little bit and still be in that race. And then at the very end there with with two division games on top of New York, who I'm personally not high on uh, or the Giants and Tampa and Carolina, I could see them gaining back the ground that they had. Okay, so moving on to the Detroit Lions, finally, we'll give them their own due and they have their own segment on our podcast instead of jumping in on every any other team's uh, schedule or whatever and saying how much we like the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. The world likes the Detroit Lions. They're truly, honestly, I think, America's team at this point. Um, I'm just going to – let's just lead with this. Do you think that they're going to win the division this year? It's very possible. It is, it is extremely possible. I've seen on Twitter um, the – People are really liking Jared Goff right now. They think he is he is showing out and playing very very well. Um, they're saying it's it's a very win win trade with um with the Rams when they traded uh Stafford away and they got him. I mean this team is very very talented. They got uh um Amase Brown, Amon Ra. He's a top fifteen wide receiver in the NFL. Is that is that a hot take? I don't think no, so. No, not at all. I think he might be even he might be even higher. You think so? I mean, when healthy. When healthy, of course. Yeah, he, yeah, was he in did and have out, some, but yeah. Yeah, he he did have some injuries, but he's a great great slot receiver for them. And then uh they they got um what is this? This is Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones Jr. Load for me please. It won't load, but it says Jones Jr. Yep, Marvin Jones Jr. That's what I thought. And then they got Josh Reynolds as well. He's a very serviceable um wide receiver. And then they did lose um, some of their their running backs who everyone everyone enjoyed, but they got a very exciting uh, rookie uh, running back in Jameer Gibbs. He's going to be a speedster for them. He's out of Alabama. I mean, Alabama 
brings out uh, running backs like they they just churn them out. I mean, it's crazy. So the fact that uh, the Lions have him, I think it's going to be a really, really fun season. And I love Dan Campbell as well. I agree. And I love the video of them drafting Jameer Gibbs. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's just they were all in on him. And I think a lot of people and maybe even including myself a little bit when he was drafted, I was like, whoa, that's really high. And I I love Jameer Gibbs uh, watching him at Alabama. Um, but they're all in on on that guy. That was like their guy. They would have been willing to take him at their first spot, at their first position. I don't remember exactly where that was, but I do remember it was in the top 10 before they moved back to, I believe, 12. They are just kind of like they just go with what they really, truly think is right. And not that the other organizations certainly don't do that, but they really kind of wear all their emotions on the sleeve. So it's it's easier to root for them in a sense. And it's just kind of they're so fired up about football. It's just the culture has just completely changed in Detroit. And they haven't won the division since 1993 when it was called the NFC Central. So they've never won the NFC North per se, technically. So it's been a long time. Um, I think. With Jared Goff at the helm, you you mentioned like a win win as far as the trade is concerned. I'm sure, Rams fans they'll they'll take they'll take the ring, but for the Detroit Lions to kind of reset that quarterback timeline and have a franchise guy, um, yeah. I think with another year year he'll be solidified as their franchise quarterback. If he can play well this year again, he'll be their guy. I mean, there's a little bit of doubt, a little bit of shakiness, you know, but mm-hmm. you just like you want to see it again. Um, Man, they're, I mean, he, they're in a really good. They're they're in a really good spot. Yeah, and you can't forget about Jamison Williams. They're gonna get him back, although he's suspended for for a little bit due to the whole gambling situation, which we talked about before. You're shaking your head right now. Um, he's a phenomenal talent. I mean, regardless of his off the field issues with the gambling and all that dumb decision making that he's that he's had in his career, um, he's he's a great talent. He's a great wide receiver. He's a big wide receiver too. So um, the, if they can hold over until he gets back from his suspension, they have a very, very good shot of um, winning this entire division. Yeah, I agree. And they're everybody's hot pick. So usually people know kind of what's going on a little bit, I'd say. I think the Eagles and the Chargers were a lot of people's picks last year as far as like teams to take the next step. And they both honestly did. Obviously, Chargers flamed out in the playoffs, but yeah. uh, the Eagles certainly took that step. Um, so I, I don't think um, I've heard some comments saying like to shy away from maybe that that kind of pick and to maybe take a team like the Bears, a team not so obvious because the NFL is tough to predict. But I think this Lions team, I don't think they're fool's gold. I mean, we're going to we're going to kind of find out what they're made of a little bit in the in their week one matchup against Kansas City. That's the NFL opener on yep. Thursday night. Um we'll kind of have an idea about their, their offense and certainly their defense, which was much improved in the second half of the year. Part of the reason why they made their run. Um, You don't want to like on that Friday before everybody else plays on the following Sunday, you don't want to make a verdict on this team. I do think that they probably start off on one. It to me, it would, I can't imagine the hype if they were to win that week one game, it would be unbelievable. It's possible. possible. I mean, we looked at that Kansas City Chiefs team, and obviously you got Mahomes and Kelsey, but then everything else, it's like, eh? It's not, it's not like Super Bowl caliber, in my opinion. I mean, whoa, I whoa, 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 whoa. Let me slow you down there before you say something that you're going to regret. Maybe, I, maybe. 
I think this team is definitely like on Mahomes' shoulders, no yeah. doubt. But they're the defending champs. They are the defending champs and everything. But I, but I can I just, kind of see where you're coming from a little bit, though. I don't. I don't think they're they're at the same level as they were the last couple of years. I don't think they're going to be at the same level. Maybe that. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. <laughs> that, that That is a better way of putting it, I'd say. And yeah. that's something that we should, probably should have talked about more on our AFC West division preview because that kind of surprised me a little bit. But, I mean, yeah. yeah, the hype if they were to win that game would be unbelievable. Yeah. And I think there's definitely going to be some people saying, like, oh, if they lose by two touchdowns or something like that, oh, if these Lions are just – like, come on, like, like, let's be real. There's a level to this and the Lions aren't there. But yeah. it's the yeah. very first game. And yeah. if you look at the following four games there, I think uh, they um, they look pretty decent. Maybe they – we talked about the Green Bay game, divisional game that's up for grabs. But yeah. um, scrolling through this this entire schedule, it isn't really that crazy. I oh, think. it's not. They get the Vikings Seattle. twice in the last two weeks of the year. That looks a little funky. Like that um, could be yeah. a mess because obviously I wouldn't count the Vikings out either. No, not at all. But like looking at the beginning of the schedule, I mean, Seattle—that's a winnable game. We we've t- we talked about Seattle in the past. Um, these two teams, I think, could be evenly matched. And if whoever wins that game, I think that that will kind of show that they can make the playoffs over the other one. Like if it's like a wild card situation. Um, and then Atlanta, Green Bay, Carolina, Tampa, Baltimore. I think that's a very very fun game. Um, it will be between uh, Detroit and, and them, um, Vegas. I mean, and then they got their bye week, week nine. Looking at week – so after week eight, they very easily can be five and three, six and two area. Is that – I, I agree. Think I, I, don't think they're, I don't think they're any lower than five and three. If they want to make the playoffs, I don't think they can really be like any lower than that necessarily because – there is a little bit of pickup with like, you know, they're going to run into, you know, Denver and the Chargers, two teams yep. that they are very probably unfamiliar with. So, yep. um, and, and a ton of division games. Their divisional games are back or on the back end, I I think, looking at it, because they only got Green yeah. Bay, right, to open the year. In their first eight games. First, yeah. um, eight games, yeah, it's only Green Bay that they have in the division, and then – they got after their bye week in week nine, they go out to LA and they play the Chargers and then they come home and then they close out the season with one, two, three, four. They have five, five divisional games uh, in the last, what, six, seven, seven weeks, eight weeks, something like that. Um, Yeah. So they're going to have to handle their business early on if they want to have a chance to compete because Obviously, we we've talked about it. Chicago, they're they're picked to be very good this year. Maybe not very good, but to shock some people. And then Green Bay, we just talked about them. The good young team. Um, and then Minnesota, they were in the playoffs last year. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year for Detroit, in my opinion. The optimistic year too. I think there's a lot of hype going into this season. Um. But shifting gears to the Chicago Bears now, yes. we'll leave the Vikings for last, and we'll talk about the previous division winner, give them their due at the very end. Um, the Bears. If the Lions are everybody's hot pick, the Bears are the contrarians' hot pick. 
There's okay. a little bit of a different level here that I've mentioned already a little bit, but I'll hammer this point at, you know, and sound redundant while doing it. But there are people that are saying that the Bears could be sneaky. There's a long history in the NFL of every single year, there's got to be at least one team that goes from worst to first in their division. And some people are pointing it to be the Bears, obviously, Jets. And, you know, maybe uh, another team uh, that I can't name off the top of my head uh, in another division might be that team, uh, the Saints or whoever in the NFC South. That division is truly wide open. Yep. But the Bears are also being mentioned in that. And I find it interesting because Justin Fields kind of um, has his his naysayers, has his doubters. But another year in, and he could be even better than he was uh, last year because I thought he showed some great signs last year. What do you think of the Bears? And where do you think, if you had to maybe make a bet, where they would end up uh, at the end of the year? All right. So... With the Bears, I really do like Justin Fields. I think he's a phenomenal uh, athlete. I mean, he can run with the best of them. He can throw with the best of them. Um, I, I'm not gonna say he's better than Lamar Jackson yet, because he, he's not. But he he can he can reach that level. He can reach Lamar's. Uh, he has the potential to reach Lamar. But um, the team that he's got around him, I mean, they made a huge trade and got DJ Moore from from Carolina. That's gonna be a that's a huge upgrade for him, because, I mean, we know uh, Chase Claypool. He's had some he's had some issues. I feel like ever since he's gotten to Chicago, so I don't think they can rely on him as much. And then Darnell Mooney, um, he's he's a great uh, slot receiver for them. I, I like him a lot as well, but I, I don't think he's a a, a number one uh, type wide receiver in the NFL. He's he's a good. He can be a, a serviceable two, and he's a good three, if that if that makes sense. And then Cole Komet, he's he just got a big deal um, over the offseason. I think he got like a four-year, $80 million, something around there. So I remember there was times last year uh, with fantasy, he was uh, he was very – he was booming. He had a couple games where he had like two touchdowns and, and lots of yards and lots of catches. So he's a good target for them in the red zone. So um, – they don't really have a a great running back room. That's probably their biggest downside on offense, I would say. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about their offensive line and everything, but I mean, they when you have Justin Fields, like he can be a running back himself. But the rest, they got uh, Deontay Foreman, who he was on the Titans last year. I mean, he he had some some good games. Khalil Herbert. Um, I don't know if he's hurt or anything, but he he was he's very serviceable as well. And then I think the their one guy that PFF has uh, as their as their top guy is uh, Travis Homer, who out of Miami uh, in the 2019 draft. I mean, where would I take them? I think two or three. I don't think they have. I don't think they can win the division. I really don't. I don't think they're going to go worst to first. But they definitely can become a wild card team, in my opinion. Yeah, they added plenty of pieces, like you said. Uh, they also added TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds, who are two of the top uh, linebackers in free agency. So they they plugged a lot of holes, and I think a lot of people are really impressed with their offseason. So that's kind of why they're building steam as the season gets a little closer. Um, but I, I would agree. I don't know if this team's ceiling is, is that high. I don't know if it's going to win the division. I do think that this division can be won at 10-7. and seven. 
but I don't, and I don't think anybody's going to be lower than seven and 10 or eight and nine, really. I think it's going to be like that close of a division, but I don't know if the bears can get that many division wins. Um, Justin Fields was, was great, you know, and they're shoring up his, his weapons and stuff like that, but he rushed for 1100 yards last season. Um, that's a sign that he needed to do that. I think more so, especially like as a quarterback, I believe he led the league in, uh, and yards per attempt too, which is pretty wild. I think he had like seven. Um, I'm just a little bit worried about his health. I think too, about him just staying out out there on the field. Um, With how much that he's running and everything, you never know, like freak injuries happen all the time. And then if you get tackled the wrong way, if you slide too late, concussions are very possible as well. Like they happen all the time. So I, 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 you're very fair to worry about the health of their franchise quarterback, but you know, that's the risk you you play when you got a, uh, this type of type of player as your quarterback. So, And he, and he's definitely a more than capable passer. Um, he, mm-hmm. but he was sacked 55 times last year, which was the most in the league. And so he about fumbled, that offensive he, line, I was saying. <laughs> yeah. So he fumbled 16 times, but he only lost it twice. That's 16, um, Fumbles though is the most was the most in the league last year, but only lost it twice. So at least they're maybe doing their, um, <laughs> their loose ball drills. Yeah, he's got the ball in Chicago. That's yeah. an unbe- That's honestly a pretty unbelievable uh <laughs> stat considering. Yeah, um, I remember Jared Goff used to lose the ball all the time, and it was just uh-huh. like every time he would lose it and get it, and it would be put on the ground, and the other team would get it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so going into this year. Um, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to face Green Bay to start the season. Um, like we've been saying, we I don't know how this division goes. I don't know exactly. Yeah. I think, like I don't know exactly who's gonna end up five and one in their division, or who's gonna end up three and three, or who's gonna end up two and four, or anything like that. I don't. I don't really know. I don't have a read on this, to be honest. It's um, so difficult. But I think I think looking at their schedule, it's honestly doable for them to stay above water and compete by the yeah. end of the year. For this division, I think it's a great draw for them that they get to play the NFC South. Um, I think if they had to play any other division, I think that they would be in trouble. But I think the NFC South is probably the worst division in football right this this upcoming season. So and then so them getting to play that really poor division is going to help each one of those teams. If they can go three and one against the the South, then that puts them in a good position for the rest of the season or for the season as a whole. Um, obviously, you can't expect each team to go three and one, but, you know, I, I think them having that draw draw is is very fortunate for them so yeah let, let's just look into this division real quick or into their schedule um the bears as you said they start off against green bay and then they go to tampa and kansas city that's a tough game to go into tampa but it's week two so we'll see what happens with that and then obviously going into kansas city do not expect them to do very well um in, in kansas city so yeah you want to take a look at uh, the next couple of weeks? Um. Yeah, so I think that 
I would agree. They're probably going to struggle against Kansas City a little bit. But when you go through these schedules, you never know. I mean, Denver, Washington, Minnesota, Las Vegas, and L.A., I think they're on par or they could be on par. They're on their best day with any of those teams. Um, And you're right. Then they get uh, two NFC South teams to kind of catch their breath a little bit, New Orleans and Carolina. Two division games and then a bye, and then they play Detroit again. That'll be probably we'll, we'll know by week 14 if they're really going to be able to win the division or not. Yeah, because then they get possibly three layups in Cleveland, Arizona, and Atlanta. I'm I'm skeptical skeptical of Cleveland. Yeah, um, and then they they end the year with Green Bay. I mean, obviously, you know, you're ending season with division, um, mm-hmm. with a division matchup that could be very crucial, especially when we think it's so close. But we should also give some attention to the division winner last year. And I'm sure Vikings fans very disappointed in how their team is being covered right now. But I think they kind of understand to an extent um, the way that last season ended for the Vikings. Extremely disappointing. Another, you know, one and done postseason loss. They were very good last year in the regular season, but once again, found themselves with zero playoff wins to show for it. Um, I think that's part of the reason why nobody's really talking about them this year because, you know, there's not really any expectations in the playoffs. But, you know, got to stay smart because this team could still be around in the regular season just because they win that division or you pick them to win the division doesn't mean they have to do any more. And that's certainly what has been the case in the previous years. Um, I actually really like the Vikings. Um not to win the division. I think I think they won't be able to keep up with the Lions. I think there will be a little bit of steam lost um, from last year, but I think they'll be a good team still. I, and I don't think that the Bears are going to jump them. I would still give the uh, the nod to Minnesota. They kind of remind me a lot of what Tennessee was last year or well, a couple years ago where it was like you're waiting for Ryan Tannehill and that crew and Mike Vrabel to not – dominate that division you're thinking man they're just they're one they went one and done like ugh, like i don't know how good they can be and all on all this other stuff but you know what they're still chugging along right there in the regular season and obviously they have kind of changed their um their road but i think the vikings are still going to be pretty good do we think that kirk cousins being on um quarterback had any kind of mess up with that uh that final that with the with the playoff game sorry i'm stuttering but the playoff game that they had um, because obviously this team is, was super talented last year. I mean, you got Justin Jefferson, you had Dalvin cook, TJ Hawkinson. They got that trade in the middle of the season um, with a division rival. And they also had Adam Thielen at the time. Um, I mean, you had a great team and then you fall flat in the, in the playoffs. So do you think being on quarterback had any issue with, with Kirk cousins? I'm not somebody who buys into that. I don't really think that those extracurriculars, I don't really think that ever has an impact unless it were to be something so substantial or something so ridiculous out of the, out of the norm. If anything, I kind of think um, maybe not that it was a plus, but I, I don't think it was at all a negative. Like it could have even been a bit of a positive thing to just have it around and just to enjoy the season more. I think maybe play a little bit looser, just kind of, just taking it all in, in a sense. I don't think there's going to be a situation. Look, I think Kirk Cousins, I think he loses that playoff game last year, regardless. Really? If that makes sense. I think that's unfortunately maybe where we're at with his expectations right now. 
and I don't want to put it all on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, but but you know what I mean. Like I, I think regardless of his on-camera work and all that sort of stuff, it, it, it's what happens. I mean, Patrick Mahomes certainly didn't have an issue with it. No doubt, not at all. But um, yeah, I, th- this team is very interesting. They did obviously we know that they lost uh, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, so those are two very very big losses to have from the previous season. But you can't just scoff at the fact they were thirteen and three last year, right? Thirteen and three, I believe that was their record. Um, thirteen and four, it would be. Thir- thirteen yeah. and four, yeah. Sorry, math is hard. Um, but yeah, th- they were a top tier team last year, so you can't just because of one playoff game say, oh, they're nothing anymore, because they're not going to be nothing. They they are in a winnable division, and they they have one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the NFL. I'm not going to say if he is the best, but he can he can be argued to be the best, but he might not. Whatever, Justin Jefferson, top-tier wide receiver. When you have him, and then they're, they're very confident in Alexander Madison. I mean, he was – when Dalvin Cook was out, he filled right in. So I think he's going to be a great um, start for the, starter for them this year. I, I don't see – I don't see a huge drop-off there, honestly. Um, so we'll see it. We'll see what happens. And then obviously they have a full season of TJ Hawkinson too. So, oh wait, and then who'd they draft? Uh, oh, Jordan Addison. They, they, they drafted him. So he's going to be out of USC. So he's going to be good for them as well. So let's take a quick look here at their schedule to, for, for the season. They start off against Tampa. That's a winnable game. Then they get prime time against Philadelphia. Then they got the Chargers week three so i can see two and one there very easily or no actually what am i saying two and one one and two is probably more likely we like the chargers this year um and then carolina kansas city chicago san francisco that's tough um kansas city and san francisco chicago divisional game so mm, we'll see what happens there and then you want to take us out with the rest of the schedule yeah, I'm counting up the one o'clock games right now as we <laughs> as we speak. Um, it, I think that's kind of what matters here as far as their primetime games. Look, I, you know, seeing the 49ers on the schedule is never a good thing, honestly. I think they're going to be really good, especially since when we talked about the NFC West, now we know that Brock Purdy is coming in, as mm-hmm. and I think he's going to be the starter, um, d- depending on what happens in the preseason, obviously, and health. But he looks like he's going to be healthy and ready for day one. That's a tough sight, honestly, for the Vikings. Um, but I think they can stay above above water here as well, just like all the other teams. I, I don't really know. I, I love the pick, Jordan Addison, that you mentioned earlier. He won the Bolitnikoff two years ago with Kenny Pickett, transferred to USC, kind of didn't play all that well there, but was still um, a top pick. I think this Vikings team finishes second in their division. I don't think they win it this year. I think it goes Lions, Vikings, Bears, Packers, but all within three or four games of each other. No, nobody under seven and ten. I don't think anybody's going to be above ten and seven. I do that's agree. I think that's era. very, very good take on that. We agree completely on on that division uh, in the order. Well, I'm glad that we honestly agree. Uh, yeah. Finally, right? Well, on one of the divisional uh, standings. But um, this has been the uh, NFC North 
NFL division preview. We will be covering the NFC South, perhaps the worst division and definitely the most open division in the NFL. This has been Double or Nothing. I'm Patrick Previty. That's Mason Migliera. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.